This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Estella. Estella, I'm so glad you're here as a guest on uh, on the Carbon Sessions with us today. And I wanted to start by asking you this question. If you had a magic wand and you could change one thing about the climate right now, what would you change? Um, Obviously, the fact that it's changing. <laughs> I would change the fact that it's changing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which I'm kind of doing with my career anyway, LOL. But <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about that. Um, so I am Celeste Jack. I'm the senior founder of the V New York. The V New York is the first of its kind. We're a Gen Z run marketing agency. It's crafted specifically for sustainable brands to bring them to the forefront of consumption. Utilizing the creator economy and uh, organic reach on social media. So I founded this earlier this year in February 2022 after in quarantine. It stemmed from the beginning of my climate career. It stems all the way back to like quarantine. I was actually pre-med uh, prior to quarantine. But during quarantine, I spent a lot of time on TikTok learning about climate change and fashion. So I was like, oh, I'm bored. Let me just start a sustainable fashion brand and I had people donate and I would donate their old clothes to like Ethica instead of Goodwill. And I would just resell it for like $10 and it blew up on social media. So I took a gap year from college and I just marketed that. And now I want to help other sustainable brands do the same thing and broaden their reach. And also, you know, not only their reach in social media, but the reach of the type of people who are shopping from their brands. Because, you know, I'm a believer that it's not only diehard environmentalists that need to shop from these brands, it's everyone. So we're trying to help make that transition happen. And what's your biggest challenge with that? Because I'm a almost 98% thrift store shopper. And then when I do buy things, I do try and get them from Everlane or Encircled or some of these uh, sustainable places um, that we've got. And so what is the passion behind this? So the largest struggle that my organization is facing right now is we're like, yeah, we're all in college and it's, you know, gaining trust of these or larger organizations, uh, the trust to run their socials for them, the trust that we're going to perform and do what we say we're going to do, which we absolutely will. And we will, you know, exceed your expectations. So it's kind of, building this portfolio that I know is possible is what we're like kind of our like cave point is right now and like kind of acquisition. But my passion behind it is I'm just like horrified of climate change. Growing up, I used to get so much snow in my backyard. I grew up in upstate New York and out of city and get so much snow. Our cars would be snowed in. And now we get snowless winters 
And that's just like such a stark change to see in the 21 years I've been alive. So I feel like the passion stems from that. It stems from being like, I'm extremely privileged where I got to learn about environmental science in high school. And my teacher would cry when talking about climate change. I didn't understand why, but now I cry about climate change. So just seeing how it affects people and like the community that is fighting against climate change and there's just so much that goes into why I'm passionate about it but mainly just I'm like actually just horrified for the future and I want to do something I wouldn't I have really bad anxiety I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I wasn't actively doing something to be a part of a solution so when you were you were you said you were pre-med before you had a different track you were going on what made you choose fashion um I actually am not doing fashion anymore but at the time I was doing fashion just because that's like the niche that I was on on TikTok. And honestly, learning about the fashion industry, it's the second most polluting industry in the world. There's just so many horrible facts. It's like has egregious human rights violations. And there's just so much that that isn't taught in school that I learned from social media, which is actually like crazy that I learned so much, like basically changed my career because of the education and the reach that I saw on social media. So that is kind of why fashion was me stepping my toe into the like climate fighting like soldier pool. I call myself like a soldier, a climate soldier. <laughs> so that is like how I got into the fashion. But right now we also we like at BDRP work with CPG, which is consumer packaged goods and fashion and basically like sustainable brands across the board because I believe that sustainable brands we need to all come together even though even though we're in different industries, we're all the same industry. We're all going after like the same goal of like, you know, helping consumers to do better, make better choices, and then also moving capital away from the companies that aren't helping with climate change or like human rights violations and stuff like that. One of the things I notice about sustainable brands, because I also try to support uh, them across different industries. So, you know, organic foods and, you know, coffee that's fair trade and clothing, all sorts of different things. One of the things that is a barrier for people is the price point because we're pay paying fair wages, because you're, you know, being careful with the environment. What, how do you think that can shift well, it's, as we go forward? Uh, Supply and demand. It's like economics. So right now, obviously, there's only a small percentage of the population, unfortunately, who's like shopping in these categories, which is why, like, for me, I grew up in an affluent community. I went to boarding school over high school. I went to private college. I'm going to NYU right now, obviously, I'm surrounded by people who do have capital and access to capital. So, like, I really am trying to be the driving force to get these communities to start shopping sustainably and, like, religiously shopping sustainably because... When we get people who have the money shopping sustainably, it'll just make it more accessible because supply and demand, you know? So unfortunately, there is like a class aspect to shopping like from sustainable brands. But then like I'm someone who ever since I was younger, like I couldn't, I still can't afford sustainable brands. And like I thrift all my clothes, all my clothes are thrifted. So there's like other avenues, but like my company's really trying to get people who can shop sustainably to number one know that the companies exist because a lot of them just have no idea that they exist um, and then also you know to send their funds at an institution or an organization that's actually uh, changing the world and making it a better place absolutely and that will filter down 
uh, as you say, as things shift, because it takes it takes a while for shifts to happen. Yeah, it does, unfortunately. But also, like we as consumers, we have we have power to not only force these companies that are unsustainable to start shifting towards being more sustainable. We can also voice our opinions to these brands and say, "Hey, I want to buy your product. I can't afford it. Please, like, you know, in the future when you're planning your products." Could you make this product more affordable? You know, we have power to do that and like tell them that. So they might not know an accurate interest level. So they're they're pricing the products based on what they know. So it's important to just, you know, we as consumers, we have a voice. You can use it to tell unsustainable companies to care about the planet, but then you can also tell sustainable companies to make their products more affordable. It's, you know, two sides of the same coin. I don't know if that's the right saying. <laughs> It is. It's the it's the, it's the right metaphor. You're right. <laughs> so what can we do as consumers? You can make choices. You can do things differently. You can ask a company. I wonder how often people actually just do that. Reach out and say, hey, to a brand. I don't know. I feel like from my experience, when I say that, they'll just send me a code. I think my question, my question was actually about other brands, like ones that aren't sustainable. Like what can the regular consumer do if they can't afford to shop with the sustainable brands um, or if they don't know about them? What are some steps that people could do today that would help to further this cause? Okay. So obviously going for reusable options, but I kind of feel like I'm so I'm like a broken record compared to like everyone because everyone's like shop reusable, you'll save money. But it's so true. I, for my dog, I take him to the library with me when I'm doing work. And I used to bring like single use plastic baggies and I would spend money on those. But now I just have a little Tupperware that I bring his food in and not spending any more money on the plastic baggies. So it's just like about getting creative and reusing things. And like for me, I don't, buy plastic water bottles i buy kombucha bottles and i reuse those kombucha bottles as water bottles so i always have a bunch of water bottles in my fridge and like i'll clean them so people who want plastic water bottles in their fridge you can just get kombucha bottles and reuse them so it's just about like getting creative with what you have um and then obviously not feeling guilty when you have to choose something unsustainable i choose things that are unsustainable all the time because that's like the only option it's the only thing i can afford and like you know, as long as you're doing other things. And if you can't afford, like I made my career climate. If you don't want to do that, you can sign petitions. You can volunteer. There's so many different ways to get involved. And there's also, you know, there are also organizations where you can have your side hustle be involved in climate as well. There's just so much you can do that is not shopping from a sustainable brand. So that's okay. So we have options. Yeah. We have lots of things that we can do. And it's just using your creative side of your brain is important <laughs> okay so you've said creative a few times and so what is creative in your life what are you what is uh, feeding your creativity about what you're doing i honestly feel like obviously since i work in social media social media has a lot to do with like where my creativity stems from but honestly i've just always been a creative person i like collaging and using old newspapers and magazines to make these like vision board collages they're all over my apartment and then also I live in New York so I go outside and get inspired by the people around me but it's really about just immersing yourself in new experiences I feel but then also just allowing yourself to get bored because I feel like I had so many great ideas in quarantine when I was bored like boredom 
is such a like a catalyst for creativity and people forget that and i feel like we don't allow ourselves to get bored we're always on our phones we don't allow ourselves to get bored but it's when you get bored it's when you have the best creative thoughts that you you never even thought that you could think of before i love that i have um four kids they're all adults now and um when they were little and when one of them came to me and said, I'm bored, I said, how wonderful. And they'd look all mad at me. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> I'd say, this is an opportunity. What are you going to do? <laughs> they never liked that answer, but it always did end up that they would go figure it out and find something creative to do. So I agree with you there, 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's super fun yeah. to just sit. But then, yeah. No. Also, like fashion is such a good creative outlet. I haven't like I don't really show up that often. So a lot of my clothes I've had for like over two years. And I'm always figuring out new ways to style them and like wearing them backwards. And it's just fun to just see. I love seeing how much I can get out of my clothes. That's one of the most like fun activities. It's just like, hmm, I wonder how I can style bits today. <laughs> you know? I love that too. I follow um uh, person on YouTube, and that's what she does. She does these shop your closet events, and yeah. uh, and she is always styling things with what she has in new and interesting ways. So, uh, yeah, I love it's that. All, I love shopping in the closet because it's super fun because you forget about things, and I think you forget that you forget about things. You find something, and you fall in love with it again. So it's it's important to remember that. That is uh, that is a really good tip. So, if people uh, wanted to find out more about you, Estella, where where would they find you? Um, my Instagram is just my name. It's Estella Struck, um, and I post there every single day. And then I also have a TikTok. And so, my Instagram is more like climate focused, and my TikTok is just like for fun. Me having fun with my friends in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's great. I'm so glad that we had this conversation today. And uh, thank you so much for being part of uh, the Carbon Sessions podcast. And uh, all the best. <laughs> thank you. You too. This is awesome opportunity. And I am really excited for more people to learn about like the Carbon Almanac. And like, it's not too late. And I feel like people forget that sometimes, especially with like the headlines in the news. It's easy to forget that it's not too late. So to have a book going out there into the world that's telling people why the science the facts and figures behind why it's not too late is so important perfect absolutely thanks for the conversation you've been listening to carbon sessions a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world we'd love you to join the carbon sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are this is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.